You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's time to put on your 3D glasses. Have you got your 3D glasses on, Sid Talk? I do. That's funny because I don't see them. Are they invisible 3D glasses? Why are you asking? Your your head is about one foot away from my head. It's you're ruining the illusion of the intro of the show. I said yes, and you said no. You're, you're just you're just spoiling the fun of the show. Okay, so this is um, Sunday, November the second. It's after the show, episode number forty-two. And I'm wearing my 3D glasses. And I'm wink. I'm wearing nothing. Nothing at all. Uh, and this week's movie is Journey to the Center of the Earth 3D. It's a 2008 release. It comes out on Blu-ray and DVD, or it has come out already, last Tuesday, October the 28th. It's from our friends at New Line and Warner, and we watched the Blu-ray version in 3D. And here's Sid Talk with the synopsis of the movie. The synopsis is, um, man is a scientist, his lab's getting shut down. The man is the, the mummy hunter guy, Brendan Fraser. And, um... His brother has died uh, previously in some scientific exploration to find fissures or tunnels to the center of the earth, like some theory. And now all of a sudden, the nephew, who's the son of the dead brother, is coming around to visit. And very quickly, we get uh, shot into the adventure of going to discover whether or not the brother's theories on finding the center of the earth were real or not. And along the way, we meet a lovely mountain guide who has an accent that I don't... I'm not familiar with. Swedish. Swedish. Excellent. I think think she's Swedish. Or she's Icelandic, because she's in Iceland. I'll tell you where she's from. And then, of course, there are lots of adventures and whatnot. And it is based on the the book, Journey of the Center of the Earth. But in the movie, they refer to the book, so it's not really based on the book. It's like... That's it. Using the book as an inspiration to make a new story, I think. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, and it the... is not like the original, original Strength no, no. of the Center of the Earth movie, which was quite, in my opinion, more fun. But that's just me. Uh, anyway, this is... We're not talking about that one. We're talking about this one. I know, I'm just saying. And uh, I'm just let saying. me uh, say my first... Um, I uh, wore my uh, 10-year-old head today. <laughs> thought that was the perfect head to be wearing for this movie. And I actually had fun watching it. Uh, the movie was in 3D, as we mentioned at the right up the front. Um, it, they give you four sets of the cardboardy 3D glasses, but they're the new style 3D glasses, not the old ones that give you a headache. They're the magenta and cyan. Yeah, instead of the red and blue that, that they used to do years ago. It's still using the same technique. It's the anaglyph 3D. I don't think it's the glasses that give you a headache, personally. Well, I've just, I just, I've just took a history lesson on 3D on uh, Wikipedia actually, and the, <laughs> scientific, of the course. Te- the technology has improved over the years, and the red and blue lenses did give you a headache because um, it's something to do with the lap over in the middle. Your eyes are always constantly trying to f- the the straining to work it out. There's a lap over with the cyan and the magenta. It, it's less so, so your eyes don't have to strain as much. And it's the first 3D movie I've ever watched where I never got a headache the entire time. It is a bit odd, because you have to get used to it. But did you get a headache? I hated it. 
Well, I did not get a headache. I hated 3D. I hate it. I hate wearing the glasses. It's too dark. It's way dark. Like when you put them on. See, I, I don't like have a problem because I think everything is, is totally dark. I think everything is real edge enhanced on purpose so stuff stands out. Oh, I disagree. I mean, it's dark. Like it just darkens the whole thing. Well, like, it does. But then when I lift the glasses up, it's like light, and then of course you get the blue and the weird blue, green, and red edges. But I preferred that to wearing my glasses. I just didn't like the darkness of it. I didn't like. I didn't feel like. And you, you're going to disagree, but I didn't feel like there was a lot of whoa moments. You I know? thought I've seen a lot of 3D movies, a, a and lot. I haven't. So maybe that's why I've seen movie. lots of them, and this one <clears throat> was the best one for me. Um, obviously, it had the silly. If you if you watch this in 2D, there's a lot of moments where you're like, oh yeah, this is a 3D movie in 2D, but because they throw things at the screen, they stick things out at you. Those things work perfectly. I thought there was it definitely moments, there was 3D, moments where yeah. I was like, it wasn't know. worth it to me to sit there really dark. See, I've not watched a 3D movie for a long time, and I think personally that movie, this movie, Journey to the Center of the Earth in 2D, wouldn't be as good. I disagree. Because I thought the 3D added loads to it. And it's I think it's a pretty rough around the edges, low budget kind of effects CGI. thing. I think, and like I said, I think the 3D takes your mind off how bad things like the, the stuff looks, you know. Yeah, I think you and I are going to be complete opposites on this. Because I would, I would watch this movie ten times without 3D because I hated it. I kept my glasses on my forehead. And when I saw there was going to be, oh, this is going to be a real 3D moment. I never took them moment, off the entire time. I would put them down and say, like, oh, that's fine, but gee, many Christmas, it's dark. And I'd just flick them back Jiminy up. Jiminy who? Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> and I hated it. I hated it. I thought it was horrible. Horrible. And then we watched a bit of it in the com- with the commentary for, you know, watching extras. 100% better. I would have sat through that movie so much easier. I mean, I didn't mind. It didn't distract well, me from liking the movie. Oh. But I just, as visually, I just despise it. See, did you not find the layers really good, though? What do you mean? Well, the actual 3D-ness of it. Yeah, the moments that when something was really coming forward. Not even the moments of stuff coming forward. There's moments where they're not really trying. Oh, yeah, there are moments when it really looks like uh, a viewfinder. You know, when you used to look where you had the people in the front and then a little 2D layer and a 2D layer. It looked like that. That actually, that effect was done well. Even in, there was a scene at the beginning that was... Not a scene where they were trying... I don't think they were trying to make this look really good. But it's when the mother arrives and Brendan Fraser's behind the window, like, answering the door, but he's not opened the door yet, mm-hmm. and he's talking to her. And there was, like... It looked to me like there was about eight levels of field. Like, you could see the glass and then him. And yeah, then there definitely was that. You know? And but it, the payoff for me isn't big enough. No, and that's the payoff. If you're... You know, you are just a, if you like 3D, I think this is a... This was well done. Obviously, it would have been better in theatres because in theatres they don't use the dual coloured lenses anymore. They you see the only problem with this kind of this anaglyph three D is you lose the flesh tones, all the colour tones oh, of the movie. Completely, so, yeah. So you just it's a trade off. You have to go. Okay, I like the depth of field effects, but the, the colours are completely messed up. People are purple yeah. when you're outside and the sky comes on. The sky's like neon. Uh, purple hey, yeah, or neon green, depending on. I how thought you're that was just at. me, but it was really no, that's bad. Just, that's Everything is like washed with this weird dark. Now maybe if we were watching it like up in our living room on the big TV, but with full light all around us, maybe I would have liked it better. But the darkness, it totally wiped out. Like seriously, about seventy percent of the detail for me, and I just hated that. You know me with darkness; I don't like and it. See, I didn't even have a problem at all in that way. Maybe it's my eyes. 
Yeah, because I didn't have a problem at all, and I thought that um, it made dark scenes look better because of the 3D effects. Mm. Plus, this movie was lit in a specific way, so it wasn't dark. It it was never fully dark. Even inside a mine, there was light. Right, and to me, it all was you know? so dark. Okay, from might, that from might the be. moment in the house? Because I, I, I had the feeling that, wow, this movie was really well lit. Like, even though I'm looking at it... Obviously, when I pull the glasses off, the screen is ten times brighter. Yeah, exactly. Because, because you're looking at it through coloured lenses, which is always going to die. It's like looking through sunglasses. So, that's always going to happen. But what I'm saying, in the theatre release, with this new 3D in the theatre, this digital 3D, which is what this movie was done in, but it can't be brought to home video in that format because it doesn't right. work at home. Because it's a special projector and special glasses. Um, in the theatre, you would see everything perfectly in 3D in perfect colours. Ah. So at home, that's not going to happen until you have special display devices that have 3D modes built into them. Probably not going to happen at all, is it? Because it's so few and far between the 3D movies. Maybe I have one eye that's not as good as the other, so that my colors don't mix right or something? Well, no. I, like I say, this anaglyph stuff, it does mix wrong. Because um, you make it sound like it's fine for you and for me. I'm thinking it looked really bad. I no, just it didn't even look bad at all. It. It, it looked exactly like every other 3D movie I'd seen. Colors were off. 3D effect was way better than any other I'd seen. Because, like... Some other 3D movies I've seen, like take the Freddy, Nightmare on Elm Street in 3D. Mm. It was just crappy. It was like he put his fingers to the screen like a couple of times and it there was it wasn't as deep as that. This was really deep and it helps having a big screen too. Yeah, totally. Because you really notice the stuff. There was just some... It's just the colours. If they can perfect that and get that sorted out, which they're not going to be in home. I'd like to go and see one of these in the theatre. Um, yeah, me too. So I could see that it's not crappy. No, because it... like. You know, they did Dark Knight in 3D and they did a lot of movies in 3D recently in the theatre. And they're not coloured lenses, it's like a shaded lens. And the projector's actually a 3D projector that the lenses react to the projector. You see, you just can't do it at all. Mm. So you're always going to get this weird look. But to me, this was the best one I'd seen. You have to just kind of... After watching it for a few minutes and realising everything's going to look purple and green, no matter how you put it, because this is a technology from, like, the 30s or the 20s or something. <laughs> you know, it's not really progressed tons. You're just going to have to deal with, like, odd colouring. And the payoff is fun effects. And there is some really good And ones. to me, the payoff is not enough. It's too distracting, second by second by second, looking at normal scenes where they're just talking, where 3Ds not play a part in it, and I just couldn't stand it. I, I sat there and watched it. With the little weird green and blue and stuff around and red and or the magenta. I never ever took my glasses off and I wanted to wear them the entire thing for this review because I wanted to see if I was going to get a headache because I always have in the past and it's really hard for me but not nothing. That's good. So, and you get the 2D version too. So, if you um, don't like the 3D, then it's fine. You can watch it in 2D. But I think both are, are good experiences. So subtract the 3D element. And you said you put on you put in your ten year old boy brain. Yeah, so and, it, and it was and it was completely. Do not watch this movie, right? And think that you're going to prove or disprove any scientific no, like theories. That. It's it such reminds bullshit. me, like, if you pick it apart because you think, oh, that's impossible. Well, don't watch it because <laughs> just don't watch it. Well, like I was saying earlier, it reminds me, after watching it now, especially a Robert Rodriguez kid movie like like it's got that sentiment like a spy, what is it called Spy Kids mm-hmm. or um, 
Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava True Girl, which was in 3D. Um, it's just a straight up. Kids will absolutely love it because there's no slowdown. It's just one thing to one thing to one <laughs> as thing. As long as you don't have a cynical kid. Yeah, if you're a cynical kid, you might be like, <laughs> yeah, but whatever. No, just there's a certain age of kid who this would absolutely appeal to. It's an adventure. It's got a young boy who they can get behind. You know, young floating down a river in a big skull of a dinosaur. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the, <laughs> you know, it's it's for me convenient. For me, cool. it's not a bad movie whatsoever. I was expecting maybe this will be terrible because I don't like Brendan Fraser. I've said before. Yeah. Um, I thought Brendan Fraser did a fine job. Um, he come across as, I think this is. Mo- I think he does this better than he does that mummy guy because it's like, it's just like a cool guy who like kids can like. Oh, uh, he's funny and he's cool, you know. And I just found him better in this. Yeah, and he wasn't. Um... He's not super heroic or anything. No, he's, he's just a, a dude, an uncle, yeah. uh, in this case, and he's just. He's kind of a darky And uncle. he's not the save everybody guy. And everybody saves everybody all the time. And there's not like... Mis- he's not like... Um, I don't know. It maybe doesn't focus on him as much. And that's why he... No, I thought he was... He doesn't steal the show or anything. So that's good. So, and I, that was one of the reasons I was thinking, well, it's Journey to the Center of the Earth. It's kind of like a kid's movie. I know that. It's what it's by Walden Media who did the Narnia movies, which I love the Narnia movies. Um this doesn't have that kind of depth or, no, or interest to it's me, just a, but it's fun. It's a straight-up fun, quite seems low-budget to me in a way, but also seems quite ambitious because there's a lot of stuff going on. It's got a good sentiment. You know, there's a little sadness and there's you know, yeah, there's there a is. dead parent involved, it's of course. Tip, it's a hard to quantify these type of movies. It's got an audience, and me watching it, I'm not its audience <laughs> at all. Um, yet... I can see what it's trying to do. Like, I don't see it as a bad thing. Like, I don't, I don't see, oh, what's this crap that they're feeding Because the kids? rundown of the story is they're going to go, then they end up in the center of the earth, and, of course, one need to get out, right? So that's all it is. And in the middle there, you're building the relationship between the uncle and the nephew and sort of discovering things about the dead father-slash-brother. And that's it. You know, you've got the little element of a romance, but not really. Just a little tiny It's also hint. a hot chick with a... She's pretty hot, and eventually lots of her clothes come off, which yeah. is always very funny. I always like that. <laughs> of course, kids don't. I mean, yes, the temperature's rising, and yet she's the only one in a skimpy shirt. There was actually, yeah, there was actually... He's fully clothed with his pants and his she's, boots. Originally, she's in, like, um, a full-on, like, you Hiker know, outfit. Yeah, like like Jeez. if you're going up Everest. Like a, yep. like a, coat a mountaineer's and... coat and pants and boots. And then there's just one... She's in all that stuff. And then one moment, I was like, oh, now she's got tight pants on. Yeah, like, tight shorts. And she was wet. Like she Lara Croft. <laughs> yes. I was like, whoa, where did that happen? And yet, the two men stay completely fully clothed. Yeah, exactly. Even though the temperature... So, you know, I that part is aimed at my... Um, you reckon? So what I'm saying is, like, these people who make these movies, are, they do insert stuff because they know that mums and dads, or the dads in this specific case, will be there watching it with the kids. Do you think that's enough to hold the interest of a grown man just to sit there and look at her? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> we, what is at... wrong with you people? <laughs> you know what I'm saying though. Yes. Um, oh so, dear. for me, I, I, quite, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it wasn't overly long and it was enough for me. It was about the right yes, length. Yes, exactly. Didn't have to be longer it than It could that. have been a little shorter. Maybe. <laughs> And I never say that. One thing that I I wanted more. I've never read this book, Journey to the Center of the Earth. I have. They refer to it. They show pages from it. They show the drawings, and of course, that, that's turned into real 
the reality of what they're experiencing. I wanted it to be a little bit more fantastic and yet more realistic at the same time. Can, Not like Wizard of Oz. Can we um, mention another... something more fantastic. Can we, can we mention another movie that takes a trip to the center of the Earth called The Core? And let's say that this movie beats that movie hands down. Oh, definitely. In every it's way. It's so much more fun. It the doesn't Core's take too itself, serious. Yeah, though. this doesn't take itself seriously. There's no, like, world is not in danger of any kind. Nothing like that. It's just these people on an adventure. That's it. Like the Goonies. There's no that, big, in huge fact, plot. In fact, that's that, my recommendation for the week. Yeah. Is the Goonies. Well, and, and in fact, that's... Journey to, this Journey to the Center of the Earth, it has a lot of the Goonies spirit. I mean, it's not as good as the Goonies, obviously, but it has that adventure, kids, you know, you know what I mean? It's the... Yeah. That's what I think these kind of movies have, and because it, and it, it's really straightforward, yet going to the center of the earth is fantastical. Yeah, you know? go, it's kind of like the idea that once you watch this movie, say you're a seven-year-old kid, then after you watch this movie and you go home and you're in your backyard, you start acting it out and you start finding the giant mushrooms and you, you pretend the tree in your backyard is a giant mushroom oh it you, makes you wonder you what down. is in the center you well know I mean I mean. I'm saying like the idea the adventure part inspired even though it's silly and goofy that little kid can go and act that out and pretend big amazing things and being chased by a dinosaur and you know that's, that's a good thing because this is uh, full of Movie cliches like a minecart chase. Oh, totally! And a minecart chase with three rails. Yeah, come on! And running away from a beast, and it's just full of them. But and, for, and for finding some, some treasure. That yeah. then, of course, you know, we're talking national treasure. We're talking mummy. Everybody, every adventure falling down a hole. Uh, Goonies. They all find something that at when they when they do or don't make it out alive is going to benefit them in the end. <laughs> so, you know. So for me, um, while it's not the best movie of the summer or of best movie of anything, actually, I can't say I had a bad time watching it. No. Because I was like, um, you know, Brendan Fraser, don't like him. Kind of a kid's movie, probably won't like that. This is how I was going into right. it. Right. Um, it's, you know... Journey to the Centre of the Earth. Uh, the call left a stale taste in my mouth about anything to do with the centre <laughs> of the Earth. So, I, when I finished watching, I was like, okay, that wasn't that was well, bad. What I'm hearing is the hot chick saved it for you. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but Brendan Fraser. Not bad. Actually, was not bad. And here's I don't know what it is, because like, as the mummy guy, I despise him. <laughs> the, the mummy three, especially. I despise... I don't know what it is. He's just like, oh, I just want to punch him in the head. <laughs> oh my god! It's like the chisel jaw. Like, so this didn't make you want to punch him. I think no. That's, he was that's totally a glaring. Recommendation. So he's acting. So he's acting as the he's acting the mummy guy, right? And then he's acting this uncle guy, professor guy. Even though they're both Brendan Fraser, they're completely worlds apart from each other for me. This guy isn't annoying, and that mummy guy, I just want to kill him. You want the mummy to win, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah. So in the mummy stuff four... His, stuff his out. mummy arm up his ass or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. But, yeah, this this version of Brendan Fraser, I didn't mind. And maybe this is the real Brendan Fraser. This is just him. This is just what he's like when he's not playing the macho yeah, right. asshole. Because the mummy guy is a macho 
tit, really, isn't he? Is it? I don't really. think he's macho at all. You and I. Well, just he's a bumbling macho. He's he he can save the day in every situation. But there again, so this guy, I didn't get the feeling he could save them all the Me time. Me too. And that was what was good about it. Like she it, was pretty tough. She was the she <laughs> was the one who's going to save the day. If anybody and the kid. Is. So you know, of yeah. course, that's a modern twist on things, isn't yeah. it? Oh yeah, everything's a cliche. Or we a... don't need men to save us all, all the time. Trust me, exactly. I've been to the center of the earth and I was fine on my own. I was only there last week, <laughs> and um... and I had to come save you. See how it works. And I it was in 3D. <laughs> I had these weird glasses on. Anyway, um, journey to the center of the earth for me was a uh, was kind of fun, and you you would leave the 3D. I but... would leave the 3D out. Completely and totally. I am glad I experienced a 3D movie in 2008 because I haven't. This was a new thing for me. Not seen one for a while. Think it's improved quite a lot. I think I really need to see the proper one on the third, uh, the proper 3D. How it is the digital 3D. I need to see that. Um, but for home video, I think it that's fine. And and because they give you both versions, I think that's also yeah, that's fine. a good thing. That's that's also fine because you can experience it either way. You know. Um, so. What do you, are you? Your, your. Um, I, I say. Think, I say. Um, I think if you got a few little kids, like three or four little kids, who will watch it, not in three D or whatever, it's worth getting if they like to watch movies and fun movies or whatever. Other than that, if you're just a grown up and you're curious, just rent it or wait for it on cable. I'm not a big. Uh, I don't think this needs to be owned. In my I, opinion, I also think the three D aspects would. I mean, it was very. It was pretty good on our big. Huge screen. I think watching it on a normal size. I don't know. I don't know. I might I think, think it different. If it's bright in the room, I might think differently. I don't think it's about how bright the room is at I all. Know. I think. I think because that's going to leave an impression on me that it's 3D. At the beginning, start. at the beginning, when you choose 2D or 3D version, it says make sure the room's dark. It actually says that mm. to get the full effect. So oh, okay. I just think your eyes don't have a good. Uh, you need new eyes. Well, maybe, because you know what? And this is a little off topic. (laughs) Don't get some. (laughs) A little off topic. But as I sit looking at you, right, I can only ever see the right side of my nose. I never can, I never notice. You want me to take them out later and have a look? (laughs) Yes, please. I've got thumb screws in the back of my head. I'm just saying, maybe if your eyes are unbalanced, the 3D is not a good thing. All right, so journey to the center of the earth for me, and I think we did a good job not really spoiling it. And Hold on. the 3D glasses fit well over your glasses. I just wanted to remind Yeah, they people. did. I didn't wear them underneath or wore them on top. Right. But um, I think... I don't know what I was saying then. If, um, uh. <laughs> I was saying journey to the center of the earth. I think we did a good job of not spoiling it either. Oh, yeah. Because there are some surprise moments where I was like, oh, really? But there again, one of the surprises is ruined in the first 30 seconds of the movie. Really? Yeah. The first 30 seconds of the movie, what, what, in, well, I won't even say it because I want people to experience <laughs> it. What transpires is pretty much one of the big hooks of the movie. Oh, true. True. You actually, yeah. you actually immediately see what happens. So that kind of took away from that part because I was like, oh, okay. I knew that was coming. But anyway, that, in fact, if you think about it, that beginning part didn't need to be there. No. If it wasn't, I think it might have been a little bit better. I agree because. Because there was a, some suspense in knowing. In not like I say, the suspense was taken away from that area of the movie. Yeah, me. and I'm not gonna say one of the like I said before. If you're looking for flaws and like you said, you can find errors on IMDb, 
come on. There's going to be things that do not make sense. They do not go together. There's some continuity issues. There's one you know moment when they've left their backpacks way behind, and then all of a sudden they have their backpacks again. And I'm pretty sure they didn't backtrack. So I'm just saying, don't look for stuff like that. But that beginning bit, the opening sequence that you see, and then we move into you know where we're at. It, yeah, it doesn't need to be. And, um, IMDb say there was a factual error in this movie. No <laughs> shit, no shit, Batman. <laughs> um, a steam geyser or geyser capable of lifting a boat with three passengers several hundred meters in the air would scald the passengers to death. Yeah, and so would oh, I'm not going to say because I'll spoil, but so would this thing and that thing and that thing and that thing and that and everything. Yeah. So. Um, I don't think that's a factual error. I don't think there's any fact in this movie. I agree completely. So, Unless, except that there are rubies and emeralds. And I love how people try and pick things apart, though. It's funny. So, um, for me, yeah, this is a rental for me, too. Um, Blu-ray... I don't know if Blu-ray makes a difference in the 3D version of the film at all, because you're not seeing a pristine image, that's for sure, once you've got the glasses It on. did look good when we watched the regular yeah, version. Yeah, the, the normal version on Blu-ray obviously looks really good. I don't think the three... I think if you watch the DVD of the 3D version, that would work fine too. So whatever you can pick up, I think, um, cheapest. Yeah. If you're going to buy it, otherwise rent you, it. Yeah. And if you rent it, do you get the glasses if, if you rent that from Blockbuster? Do they give you the glasses? Mm, possibly. That You'd have to be throwaway. You wouldn't want to wear other people's grimy glasses. Yeah, because I would lick them before I put them back in the box, wouldn't you? <laughs> no. I licked your, your pair. That's fine. I've, li- <laughs> I've licked you, so that's fine. Nice. <laughs> So oh, we're, we're married. In so, case anyone's listening who doesn't know that. You never introduced me anymore. Did you notice that? I you never, no. It's on the intro at the beginning. We have a little intro that plays, <laughs> and it says, Welcome to the... Yeah, you know. Could you play that for me from now on so I feel yeah, like I've been introduced? introduced. <laughs> and I also referenced you in our little intro talking about 3D glasses that you spoiled, and I said, Sid Talk, are you wearing your 3D glasses? And you went, no. I said yes, and yes, you said, well, no, you're not. You're the one who ruined Exactly. Well, whatever you did, you fouled my intro. I did not. So, moving you're on crazy. to the cast of this. <laughs> it's very fine, limited. Fine movie. And that is something. I write down the cast of these movies onto our sheet so we can talk about it during the podcast, like a week before we see the movie, pretty much. So, when I was looking at the cast, I was like, there's four people in this movie. <laughs> That can't be right, but I'll just list those people. And there is probably, what, ten people entirely in the movie. At the most, yeah. Yeah, there's the... Yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyway, we'll list the main people. Brendan Fraser is Professor Trevor Anderson. We mentioned him yep. earlier. He's perfectly fine. I think this might be his, this might be his genre. Mm. Appealing to the kids. Like, a, you know, he's a heroic, kid-friendly... Enthusiastic. Funny. Yeah. Not, it's not exactly funny to me. It's very... Kids will laugh at it. Fart and burp joke type. Yeah. It's not exactly fart and burp jokes, but no. it's younger. <laughs> I'm it's, thinking, I don't remember You know what I mean? It's, it's silly joke. little, you know. And touching. He was nice and he was a good uncle. Yeah. And then there's Josh Hutchison as uh, Sean Anderson. He was but good. I, I was liked- all the way through the movie. So this is the young uh, boy who is the hero of the movie. One of the heroes. Um, and I think they're all pretty equal. Yeah, they are. If there's got to be a hero, it's the girl. But and the, I was kept looking at this Josh Hutchison guy going, where's he from, where's he from? He's in some other thing. Is he from Narnia? Is he from Terabithia? Is he, what did we say he was from? Oh, didn't you say? Yeah, I said it to you <laughs> and you said, oh yeah, that one. It wasn't those. It was not those. That you just no, it was, um, <laughs> I'm going to look. 
He was uh, born in... 19- oh, RV. He was the son yeah, in RV. Yeah, he was the son in RV. And he's... Uh, how old is he? He's from 1992. And he was the voice of the Polar Express kid. Yes. And Which I also He's thought. fine. I thought he was fine. He was very good. I yeah. thought he was really good. Yeah. Reminds me... Yeah, I don't know. I was going to say... Reminds imagine. you of that kid from RV? <laughs> yeah, that kid. And then there's the hot chick, Anita... Can we not just call her the hot chick? That's so dismissive. I have to stand up for the women here. All right. The female lead... Can we call With her that? With a tight ass. Oh my god. <laughs> there was a scene where she nearly got her ass bit off. Ah, uh, true. That was pretty interesting. <laughs> I'm sure she'd love to be remembered for that. Yeah, anyway. They, they, I'm saying they made a feature of her ass at certain points in the movie, didn't they? On purpose. A couple times. Yes. So, Anita Bream... So let's not perpetuate that. Anita Bream, played by... I mean, no. She is Anita Bream, <laughs> and, and she's playing Hannah... <laughs> It's Icelandic. Yeah. She's from Iceland, actually. And she's good. I liked her. She's good. What else did we say she'd been in? She seemed familiar, right? Did she seem she familiar She was in Doctor too? Who. She was in Doctor Who. The Christmas special. She was also a in Christmas special. the um, H- not HBO, the Showtime um, show called The Tudors. And she played um, mm. Jane Seymour in that, uh, which was just on recently. Um, Jane she, Seymour is an actress. She played Jane Seymour in it. Mm. So, uh, and she was also in a couple of Icelandic movies, so she's... I liked her a lot. But even though she seemed really familiar, yeah, she shouldn't really be, because we haven't really seen her. Did you like her? I liked her. Yeah, I really liked her, yeah. She was good. She, um... She was tough, and she didn't... She wasn't, like, damsel in distress. No, she not at all. She no. was, in fact, she was the complete opposite, wasn't she? Um, so, yeah, she was pretty good. And they're the only three people are listed, because there are some other people, but they're, they're, they're hardly in In it. fact, you could have left out all those parts... That anybody else yeah, was in. Yeah, anybody else was in. Yeah, really. <laughs> Just had the adventure and that was that. Yeah, and now the director of this movie is Eric Bra- Breivik. And he's a first-time director, but not necessarily... A fir- he's a first-time director, but he's also... I can't see my sheet anymore. <laughs> You've no screensaver? It's not a sheet. It's a, it's a document um, on the mon- monitor. He's not a first-time... Di- I mean, he is a first-time director, but he... Is was he producer? Assistant director. No, he was an assistant director on the following small movies. <laughs> the Island, Pearl Harbor, Wild Wild West, and Men in Black. So he's had some experience, an assistant director, you know. Yeah. So this, I, th- I thought this was a fair Assistant effort. director is going to be the person who goes to the second unit and actually directs whole scenes and stuff, so. Yeah, and I thought this was a good, actually well put together. It flo- yeah. You know, it, it was... Edited well, looked good. And, and from, we'll mention it in a bit in the extras, seeing the kind of cheap way it was done, like very small sets and all that kind of stuff, I think he did a good job of it. Because, you know, most of the movie's CG. I think I like his movie better than I liked the parts of him we saw in the extras. Uh, which wasn't much. Anyway, no. um, moving on to DVD extras. Uh, so we looked at the Blu-ray version. It comes in this lovely, uh, as we were saying this week, that this is becoming like kind of the norm for Blu-ray disc boxes. We've had three. Uh, I think this is the fourth now. I've got two more there. I've got mm. Get Smart and Hellboy. Got this. We got the Hulk. Oh right, I forgot about the Hulk. Yeah. So it's it's. Where's the 3Dness? Look, it's just lenticular. Like it sticks out at you, like like the movie does. Kinda. But anyway. I'm not a fan of 3D, I don't think. I think I'm missing it's the It's a slipcase. It, missing it, the point. It has depth to it, and it's a yeah. 3D thing. Um, you get four pairs of 3D glasses inside, which is actually good, because normally they give you two DVDs, and that's annoying when there's a family wanting to sit down and all watch it. You get 
a bonus digital copy. Again, it's the dig- kind of digital copy that you can put on your iPod or put on your laptop. No other. It's not a DVD. No right. other. But that is on a separate disc with a code. Um, now, special features, they're very few. Very it's not few. Very, it's, and they're all aimed at kids. Yeah. Um, but one of them was particularly interesting. And, well, well, we'll start with the first thing, which was the commentary by Brendan Fraser and the director. It's pretty. It's funny. It's a it is explain funny. about Brendan um, well, Fraser. As we watch style. it, we decided to watch a you know a scene non three D and listen to the commentary because I hated the three D. So we wanted to see. I want to see the non three D and listening to Brendan Fraser. The director barely spoke, and you know there was pretty utilitarian there. Whatever he said, but Brendan Fraser is saying things to you like, "Okay, and here we are, walking and talking, and we find this wall. You see." And it, and then we look up, and uh, and that's how it is. Like he tells you what <laughs> you're watching, <laughs> and you're like, and then okay, occasionally I, he'll say something. You're like, but you're like, I can see Brendan. I'm watching. Like, yeah, this isn't a radio commentary. <laughs> this is like I'm watching, and you're telling me. So that I just think that was really fun. Occasionally, and but he does. I like it, the way he comes across in the commentary. He's pretty fun. He's very actorly. He yeah. was is explaining why I think he's justifying in his own mind why he's doing. And he was also saying uh, about character relationships. And, and he stuff did like say so the director said, "You really look like you're into this scene." And he said. The way I look at doing things like this is, if I'm not into it, would anybody else? Yeah, be into if it? I don't believe it when I'm doing yeah. it, why would the audience? And so, so uh, that's a good, yeah, you know, good sentiment. So moving on to the extras, they're all presented in high definition. There's three of them. The first one's a world within our world, various historical hollow Earth theories about what lies beneath planet's crust. It's about a ten-minute-long little documentary, and it's actually voiced over by the blonde lady in the. But very educational because we had no idea. It's actually really fun. I was like, "Yeah, holy crap, really!" <laughs> There's a whole religion based around the idea at the turn of the, I think it was the 19th century, based around the idea of a, of that we're actually living in a inside of the hollow earth. And they tried to prove it, and they had a whole community. Paul calls it a whole a whole a cult, but it's not a cult. It was a religion. I forget what it was called. Corsianity or something. And they've been <laughs> but it's educational. It was interesting. And they, to try and prove it to their... To try and right. prove it 100%, they invented this measuring device that they could put, put on the beach and then me- measure and then move it up a little bit and then measure and then move it up a little bit. And they were trying to prove that we were on the inside of yeah, the Earth. It was, this, it was like right. a concave, yeah. But And then he said they did it for a few months. Obviously didn't prove anything, but then then stopped and said, yeah, we're right. Yeah, to them, they proved <laughs> that they're right. <laughs> Even though we got nothing. Don't tell anybody about this, but yeah, we're right. Yeah, so, so that was actually interesting. And they, they, it was in, I actually liked the uh, guys who were talking, mm-hmm. the, the historian people, because they had a certain irony about it, like how funny it is that people... Yeah. The way it was presented. The, the reality is people have believed this, and these are th- scientific theories this that were... Inside of the Earth, that there is a hollow... Sp- all that kind of stuff. That, the, that we're inside the Earth, and the stars and the sky are the middle of the Earth. When right. we look up. That when we're standing, <laughs> looking at the sky, we're actually looking at the center of our yeah, Earth. Instead exactly. of out in And the- that, people really believe that. And Interesting. Probably somebody still does today. Yeah, well, you know, it's crazy. Anyway, and then the second one is Being Josh, profiling 12-year-old co-star Josh Hutchison in High Definition. Now, this is... We saw it the other week on another... What was the other show? Speed Racer. Speed Racer. It's exactly the same thing. Um, not exactly. Not that one was depth. more in-depth, yeah. 
But it's, it's it doesn't just seen his day basically going to make up and getting. I clothes. personally think if you're a kid like Austin's age and you watch a, some extras, this extra would appeal to yeah, you. Yeah, I think it's, so. It's somebody your age doing what you probably. He explains how he has to go to school and how he really likes what he's yeah. doing, and that shows him doing one of the scenes where he's walking on sort of like floating rocks and how that's done and everything. So that's cool. And do you know what? Um, it's pretty short. Something so that's that struck good. me about these kind of things with kids on set, and then when you see the behind the scenes of kids doing stuff something that really strikes me about it is it looks quite a lonely life even though there's people everywhere like the kids are always just can you come over here and do your work and then they're sat playing a video game and then they're, they're always unless like, there are other kids on the set yeah with them. Like, on, it just looks Narnia really they all had lonely. each other yeah <laughs> but because um, uh-huh. this kid in particular he's literally the only kid yep so he's doing and his, his dog with him Remember, yeah, he brought his dog with, with him. So yeah, it, but I just felt. It, I maybe just, that's why he brings a dog because he's lonely. Yeah, that's what I thought. Aww. So uh, and then the final, this is like two and a half minutes long. How to make a dinosaur drool <laughs> in high def? It's a fun part that kids would like. It's fun, but you know what? It just reminds me, unfortunately, of how freaking absurd some things in movies are. It takes them time after time and trial after trial <laughs> and time and effort and resources. To make some stupid dinosaur drool that lasts about half a second in the movie. That's the creative process. I understand. But gee whiz, don't show it to me like that then. I want to see some big thing You're just happening. no fun. I'm no fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember that You're in just the sucking future. the fun out of this movie. I will remember that in the future when you... <laughs> I will not suck the fun out of anything else, I promise. Nice. <laughs> okay, so moving on to... Married. We're married. Okay, DVD extras is done. This <laughs> you're like ticking boxes in yeah. your mind. Okay, I'm done. So um, <laughs> let's say thank you to New Line slash Warner Brothers for sending us this one. And it's a fun DVD for me. It's a, yeah, it totally is. And if you've got kids, I can't. I, I can't see any reason not to have it. I hate the D. I hate the blue. I hate the. I hate the. What do I hate? You hate everything. You're just I'm not. Very I like the. Movie. <laughs> I like the movie. It was fun. It's not, you know, like you said, check your brain at the door. But I hated the three D. I I had I fun. I could do with that. I had fun I with it. both. And I don't. I'm not. I know I'm not going to watch a three D movie every week. Might come around once every few years. I just take it for. That'll be fine. You know, that's fine. Yeah. So um, yeah, I say um, pick it up if you've got kids and you want a fun ninety minutes. Rent it if you're an adult and you've just got any interest in Brendan Fraser or you know it was a big movie in this in some Jules Verne. Yeah. So, moving on to... Uh, we it don't... might inspire me to get the book and read it, actually. I read the book at school, actually. It was one of the... I read um, Journey to the Center of the Earth. That would have been a good thing. Give you the book with the DVD. Yeah. I read Journey to the Center of the Earth and... What's the other one? 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea or whatever. I read that one, too. And I really liked Atlantis. That's another one. Drew, I really like it. Yeah, they kind of yeah. set this up for a sequel, too, don't they? Which I wasn't is... going to say that, but... Well, that's fine. I think another <laughs> with those three would be fine. I mean, it's got its place, hasn't it? In today's cinema where there's, there's slots for everything now, yeah. isn't it? And these fun kid movies like Spy Kids or, or this or, you know, even stuff like Wall-E or, you know, there, there's room in a, um, a summer of movies for these things, I think. Yeah. And they do well. They, there's obviously, you know, people, take, people go and see them. So... That's Journey to the Centre of the Earth. Uh, contest, there isn't one this week, because Dead Space 1 has just finished. There will be one next week. I want to move on to games and stuff. Ace. Do we say what movie's coming up now or later? No, we say it at the end. 
Okay. But we can, you can say it now if you like. I don't know it's what right, it is. Okay, it's right there. What is it? Where is it? It's right there. <laughs> and the, on the second page, can you see it? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's that one. Get Smart. On Blu-ray. On Blu-ray. Aren't um, they all Blu-ray now, pretty much? Not always, no. Mm. But yeah, this will be Get Smart on Blu-ray. Get Smart, which my 12-year-old nephew says was the funniest movie he's ever seen in his whole life. And the... We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I know it's something that's funny on the DVD cover. It's another 3D. Um, yeah. Um, this uh, delivers 62% more laughs than the theatrical version. <laughs> so That's funny. <laughs> So you're saying it works 100% of the time, 60% of the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little so, not. So it must be good. <laughs> so um, moving on to stuff. Okay, so I had to replace, I think I mentioned it last week, I needed a new hard drive. Yep. So I purchased a new hard drive. And I want to say that, you know, if you this was a boot drive, so C drive on my Vista machine, which is my main machine that's recording this show now. Now, it sounds daunting, even to me, as a, and I know a lot about computers. Oh, well. Two. <laughs> you, know when, you know when you think to yourself, oh, crap, I've got to put a new boot drive in? It doesn't occur to me often. Well, if, somebody, it, if somebody it did will. occur to you, think about it, right? Because the boot drive contains everything that runs your computer, right? Here's what I think. Oh, God, Paul's going to have to replace my hard drive. Yeah, exactly. So... I always think uh, replacing a boot drive is going to be a pain in the ass. I'm either going to end up having to reformat, which is really a pain, isn't it? When you've got as many applications yeah. as we all use, and it can take all day. Or we can go the cloning route, which is you take the drive that's bad. Now, if the drive had died, you can't do this. <laughs> but if the drive's still ticking and you're ready to change. The symptoms were there. It was time to yeah. move on, yeah. So I got the old drive, I got the new drive, I plugged them both in by SATA cables. I took every all the other drives, unplugged all those. So there's only two drives. I got this program from the internet. It's a free program and it's called HD Clone. Um, I will, in the show notes for this, I will leave a, a link to where you can go and get it. It's free. So, well, there's a caveat, I guess. So, it's free if you don't mind waiting a long time to let your hard drive clone. Now, my hard drive had about 36 gigabytes worth of stuff on it. And it took about two hours to clone. Which was fine. I had two hours. Well, I didn't really. I wanted it to be quicker. But yeah. two hours was fine for free. Now, you can register this for about 40 or $50. And then it will take two minutes to Which do that. Which is really irritating, but totally makes sense. Yeah, so... I use the free version because I'm a cheapskate. Um, it worked just fine. No, when I did mine, it was like eight hours. Yeah, because you had a lot of data. Yeah. <laughs> now, this was just a boot drive for me. But anyway, it worked 100%. I plugged it in. I ran the program, which which is on a CD, incidentally. You boot from the CD. You copy the drive from one to another. You remove the old drive. You take it away. You plug the new one in. And you boot Windows. And it boots. And that's it. It's done. So we're Works perfect, then. Yep. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to mention HD clone. Definitely a good way of doing it. But if your driver's died, you haven't. You're not yeah. going to be doing it. So, there are other ways. If well, not if it's dead, dead. If it's dead, you're screwed. And this drive was has been making a weird noise, hasn't it, for the longest time? It like did last six, week during our podcast. Six to eight months. It's, I think actually, if you listen back to podcasts, it's happened several <laughs> times. Um, but anyway, I'm on this new drive. As I said earlier, it was last week. It was this one was seventy five dollars. It's 640 gigabytes, and it's actually faster than that one. This one, the, old one, the old one that I removed was a 
36 gigabyte Raptor drive, which is a 10,000 RPM one. So it's like a really good one from about five years ago. That one over there with the dusting spray sitting on it now? That cost me, yeah, <laughs> that cost me double what this cost for like very right. little space. So it was worth, it was a worthy upgrade. Anyways. Good upgrade. Um, moving on to games, there's been plenty of games this week. Really? Uh, I've only heard of one. Which one? From you. Saint Row 2 still? Yeah, we still... James Bond, you've been playing a lot. Yep, so, anyway, games that came out this week, Fallout 3, I've only played the intro, it looks really good, I'm definitely going to be into it, but I have to spend, I need, you know, I need to finish other ones before I, I I kind of, I don't rush into them all at once, I... Savor them. Yeah, so this Fallout 3, there's Seen It 2, which I've played a game of, which is fine too, it's just Seen It. Yeah. This is, you know, we'll have, we'll probably have a game, it's, um, it's Seen It. It's not really any different. Not really, no. It's a little more polishy, but still looks cheaper for some reason. What's better about it is it's a lot faster. There's no listening to crap in between. Oh, true, yeah. It goes from one thing to another, and it's instant. Like, answer these questions, and then you're answering them. It's not like listening to some guy going, Hey, everybody, it's it's seed it time! You know, like on the other one. It's kind of annoying after ten games. You just don't want to hear that guy anymore, do you? But anyway, they've seen it too. There's the Mirror's Edge demo. Which, to me, is... Have we mentioned Mirror's Edge before? Maybe not. I think so. Well, anyway, it's a a movie about free running. A game. Game. About free running. Which is, you know, if you've seen Casino Royale, the guy who gets chased through the construction site at the beginning of Casino, he's doing free running. It's like, um, what would you call it? Like a... Well, the objective is free, uh, free running is to get over any obstacle and just with your body. Using natural, not like just your superhuman body. stuff. Just no. jumping over buildings, yeah. jumping on vehicles. So Mirror's Edge is a game that takes place in the future. Um, and you're a runner who runs information from one place to another as a, as a like a courier, mm, you right. know. But you use free running because it's, it's like a 1984 kind of lockdown state where everybody's suppressed and these runners like run information from one place to another to try and get through all this weird like they're not supposed to yeah exactly okay so you're this girl faith she's called and you're a free runner and the whole game takes place in this it's a first person view so you don't see faith you see her arms and her legs sometimes when she's jumping and stuff and you're running from you know the game is taking it's a story but then there's also time trials where you're just right. given, here's a skyscraper, get to that other skyscraper as fast as you can, go anywhere you want, and you know you go, you work for the best times and stuff. I think the game's amazing. I only played the demo. It's absolutely a brand new concept, and you don't see one very often in video games. It's it the controls are fantastic. It, you feel like you're doing it. You get some kind of when you get. You know, get going and you're fast and going fast. You feel like you're actually... Nice. So it that perspective works for me. Now, it doesn't work for you. No. But there again, but you wasn't I was just playing wa- it. Yeah, was I was watching. just watching, which does make a difference. Yeah, I think so too. I think when you're actually... I equate this to like... Do you know if you're in a car as a passenger with a particularly bad driver... <laughs> somebody who either drives too fast or too slow or... Or out in the country. They don't weird. do what you do. Right. So when you're watching them, all the time, you are like, 
oh, slow down, stand, you know, you've yes. got this thing in your mind, like, I wouldn't have done that. Why is he doing that? Why is he doing that? Yeah, well, I think you're getting that's... You're too close and you're going too fast. So I yep. think when you're watching a video game, you can't control what I'm doing and I'm playing it in my manner, my style or whatever. Your brain can't figure it out, can it? It's just like, whoa, why is he... Plus, other games do make me feel nauseous, so... Yeah, well, anyway, this... If you're a kind of person who gets motion sickness, apparently I found out this week that it isn't motion sickness from games because you're not moving anywhere. It's simulation sickness. That's the scientific term. Because you're... It's the same thing. You're witnessing it. Well, apparently calling it motion sickness is wrong according to the scientists who are doing... Whatever. It's just your mind. Yeah, exactly. Um, But in a car, when it is motion sickness because you really are moving... Yeah, but it isn't the motion that's making you sick. It's what you're seeing, not connecting with your brain. That's what motion sickness is. But anyway, this is is simulation sickness, apparently. Motion sickness. Um, (laughs) I'm going to argue with the scientists. And they put a dot in the middle of the screen on on Mirror's Edge that you can turn on or off. It's like an anchor point. They did some research into people being sick with these kind of games. And they put this little tiny dot. It's like a pixel. Very tiny. One pixel. And when you're playing, because... When you move your thumbstick, everything centers around that dot. Like, it does, you do. You are pulled towards it. If that dot's not there, you're not quite sure where to look all the time, because it's mm. quite a wide image too, you know, like on a widescreen. So I do think that focals you in, and if you're playing, I don't think you, I don't, I think it would help. Now, Squiddy, our friend Squiddy, he's renowned for being sick playing games. He, um... Is a girl, like me? <laughs> well, he's he wears some kind of. I'm not we- saying all girls. He wears some it. kind of weird voodoo band on his arm that does. <laughs> do you remember? He has some kind of weird. Is it magnetic or something? It's no. It's just like a ball that pushes down on a vein in your arm that stops you being sick. Now I don't. He says it works, but it sounds like voodoo to me. Is that a cult of some kind? But anyway, <laughs> he wears he wears something like that to stop himself being sick, and he says it works. I'm not sure if it's just a mind over matter thing or what, because you feel like you've got something that's going to stop you doing it. But anyway, this focal point is supposed to do what that does. Like it, But I don't feel sick playing this game at all. But again, I don't have problems with games. Yeah. But um, like, take it away from all that sickness and all that stuff. The game, to me, is like something completely unique. Excellent. It's not about shooting people. In fact, when you take a gun off somebody, you're encouraged to throw it away and just move on. Like So you disarm people and throw the gun away. Now, you could use the gun to shoot them, but... You're actually encouraged not to, so I, I'm, I think it's a fun concept. Plus, free running is fascinating for some reason. It is. It's like a new. It's like something like. Intent. I don't think it's new. No, it's not new. Well, he invented it. Like the guy who invented it. it was like the eighties. The, 80s, the guy it? from Casino Royale. No, it wasn't actually. It was like it was about six years ago. You know the old Nike commercials. That's where we first saw it. In that America. was that guy actually. The that's where movie. we first saw it, where yeah. he's jumping over things in in the village kind of place, over everything. Like that a, was that was free running. That's, like, a long time ago. Um, but it's one of those things where I see, like, you know, in ten years' time, it'll be, a, like, in a, like, a sport at the Olympics or something. Some, You know, they'll, they'll design, like, Mirror's Edge-style playgrounds yeah. where you have to get to one side faster. Or, really? I, I just see it as something that... I think that's not very pure. I think the idea is to just get through the world. No, but I do see it as something that it's obviously... Some I don't know what it is about it, but kind of like take skateboard skateboarding and get rid of the skateboard, and you just have to navigate every obstacle, particularly urban. That's kind of where that's the whole thing. I actually last night because I'm quite interested in it. Not that I do it myself. I just I actually <laughs> like how it looks, you know. 
So I went on YouTube and looked up free running and watched some, not professional free runners, just like dudes who film themselves doing it. And there's some amazing stuff. Like <laughs> there's people who, it lit, the jumps that they do from one place to another because they've got loads of momentum when they do it. They start running, 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 then they jump from like say a railing to a building. They actually do that stuff. When you watch it, you're like, holy crap, they're like crazy, like mental. People are going to kill themselves doing it, you know? Mm, unfortunately, probably. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's Mirror's Edge. The The full game is out on the 11th of November, which isn't long. It's like a week, two weeks. Is it? This next week. So, yeah, you can play the demo now. It's on PS3 and... Do you say the 11th or the 7th? 11th. Well, what's the 7th? No idea. So <laughs> let's remind everybody. Moving on to Friday is my birthday. Yeah, but that was later on in the program. Oh, is it on the list? It is not even on the list. So moving on to um, <laughs> Quantum of Solace, I've just finished it last night actually. Not the movie, the game. The video game, Quantum of Solace. It's a really hard one to put my finger on, right? It's developed by Treyarch, who are the makers of Call of Duty Four, which is an amazing game. It uses a Call of Duty 4 engine, which is an amazing engine. It kind of looks like Call of Duty 4. It plays like Call of Duty 4. It's James Bond. It should be a winner, right? Yes, but... And you're compelled to play it all the way through, which you're not always. Played it all the way through. It's an average game. It's not bad. It's a fun... I think it literally took me five hours to complete. It's a fun five hours... It gives me, like, flashbacks of one of the first games I played on the Nintendo 64, which was called GoldenEye, which was, which was the first first-person shooter I played properly, like mm. on a console. And it has kind of a vibe of that, especially the multiplayer. It's obvious, like, the, they were fans of that. Right. Tried to bring it up to date. But, so the single player's fine, and it's fine. It's just shooting, and it's there's not really much... It's shooting and running about. There's nothing else. There's no vehicle sections, which I like to see in a James Bond game, because James Bond has a flash car. Why do I not get to drive it at any point? (laughs) I mean, it seems natural that you would have a car part, but no, there is none. But the multiplayer... You also said it's very linear. There is no... Totally linear. There's no no hidden paths, no... You go straight from one end to the other, and that's it. Right. There are some really good moments and some fun moments, but I don't know what it is. It's... Rough around the edges, though. Um, and it doesn't really follow the Quantum of Solace story. It follows Casino Royale's story, which is odd. I mean, it does follow Quantum of Solace. It, three of the levels are Quantum of Solace levels. The rest are from Casino, Casino Royale. It doesn't spoil the movie in any way, either. Because okay. it doesn't give you any... It's played in, like, a weird... The whole game is played from, you know, M's perspective. She's in her office. And she's sifting through um, the timeline of events from Casino Royale to the end of Quantum of Solace. And she's on the computer going, oh, um, she's trying to figure something out. So she's looking through all these backlogs. And as as she reaches a backlog, she'll get to like, oh, this part where Bond was in a Casino Royale and we put him in a card game. And then the camera will pan to the... And then you're in that. Oh, right. So it takes you into parts of the movies but from this weird her just sifting through these dossiers. So you do get to see parts of the new movie, but not the story, just the location. It doesn't sound very interesting, because you're not real... Then you're 
you basically you're playing flashbacks, which is you're playing very flashbacks most of the time, or you're playing new Quantum of Solace levels. Right. But you don't get the story. You're just playing like, oh look, Quantum of Solace. This is from Quantum of Solace, and there's a big hotel that there's going to be a shootout in. And then you, then it goes into the hotel, and you're bond, and you have a big shootout. But you don't really know why you're having a shootout in that hotel. Wow, funny. But you do know there's going to be a big hotel. And the hotel is... This hotel in particular is called the Eco Hotel. So it's a hotel based around being friendly to the Earth. So everything in it is green. Right. Not green in colour, but... Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be in the movie at some point. But that doesn't mean anything. When you're playing the game, you're like, okay, it's So cool. do you feel like this is just a commercial for the game? For the movie? I don't. I feel like it was. it's a legit game and it's made by a good team. I just think it might have been rushed to get mm-hmm. out for the movie and the multiplayer what I was saying earlier playing a little bit of it earlier it feels like a shooter from six years ago <laughs> it doesn't necessarily look that good in fact it looks worse than the single player part oh and it's like Counter Strike do you remember that game Counter Strike it's kind a very of. famous shooter it actually looks on a path of that and plays on a path of that, so it's really odd. I don't know. Plus, you said you're not Bond. You're just guys. There you're MI6 no guy. Yeah, there's no Bond in the <laughs> multiplayer. No, you're MI6 guy against generic terrorist guy. That's it. So I was like, oh, why can't I pick Bond? Why haven't Or you I? Could have, they could have had, like, kill Bond missions where, as a team, as a group, whoever um, kills Bond. There are some wins. other modes... But I didn't see one in particular because they were all just like deathmatch, terrorists against MI5. And, right. You know. So it's not a buy. It's not a, well, it is a rent if you like James Bond. If you like shooters, it could be a rent, but I'm a bit disappointed. Uh-huh. So, um, and then next week, November the 7th. That's the, this week, Friday? This week, Friday, November the 7th. Probably the biggest game of the year and your birthday at the same time. <laughs> So, for your birthday, you can buy me the biggest game of the year. And take you to a movie I remember you reminded yeah. me of. I get to take you to the movie you want to go see. That'd be perfect. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> you you would like to see that movie, too. Well, I'll be... What is it? Um, it's Zack and Mary Make a Parno. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, Kevin Smith's new movie. Right. So, if we go and see it on Friday, we should mention it in the podcast next week. We should. We will. Um, so, the apart from your birthday, probably <laughs> the biggest game of the year... Gears of War 2. Right. Gears of War was an amazing game. You even watched me play Gears yeah, of War. Yeah, I liked it. It's Cliff, Cliffy B's big third-person shooter. It's the follow-up. Sequel. <laughs> it's, it, the first one was really good. I never got into the multiplayer. I thought it was a bit lame. But I love the story, and you can play co-op with a friend, so that's something we can do. Yeah, uh, not me, but... I can do with my uh, online buddies. Um, Buddies? It's Gears of War. I've uh, actually... This is a game that so I... my have, birthday will be great. Well, for, this you, is, for you? <laughs> this is a game that I have actually pre-ordered. Let's just say, Kevin Smith is your favorite director. Gears of War is one of your favorite games in years past. And it's my birthday. It's That's fantastic. Great. That's Good timing. And this, <laughs> so what do you, what's my game I get for my birthday? You can get to play a little bit of my Gears of War 2. <laughs> um, I uh, actually pre-ordered this a long time ago because I knew for a fact this is a game I definitely I own. I, I own the other one. I'm, you know, this is one that I I own. I don't go and rent it. I right. It. You like it on the shelf. Yep. Um, this and this year... The, and Rock Band 2 as well. That was another one I just recently bought. And Little Big Planet, which we haven't played yet. Correct. The full version, but I do have the full version downstairs. So we could do that on my birthday. 
We can. I'm taking the night off. And Saturday. Well, there you go. We're going out to the movie, aren't we? I warned them. So, there you go. That's um, Week in Games, really. Um, Gears of War 2 is out on Friday, which is really odd, because most games come out on Tuesday. In fact, all Friday's perfect. I don't understand why they've got you all trained like that. Friday's perfect. You all, Some people are getting off work. Everybody's getting off work, getting off school. You go home, you play all weekend. That's the perfect day to It is perfect. And I know for, for a fact I will be... In fact, last year when Gears of War came out, we got it and finished, not last year, the year before, I think we finished the story mode within a night. We did with Halo 3 as well and mm. um, just sat down and played it because it is just, I don't know, it's just... This and it won't be fully Game Widow because you no longer play in the basement. No. You'll be playing up here. And I will be enjoying that one. So there, yeah, that's games for this week. Next week's, uh, as we said earlier, is Get Smart on Blu-ray. One of, another big summer blockbuster movie that we didn't get to see and we're going to see it. What's your recommendation for this week? You didn't give one. Um, looking back at the movie we watched was Journey to the Center of the Earth and as an adventurous type of movie. I, I that was, you liked. That I really liked. Oh, it's hard. I know. That's why I and picked the Goonies. And you said Goonies. the Goonies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I picked the good one. What's the other one that's like that? That's good. They're hard. Okay. It's not necessarily adventurous. Ish, but it is an adventure. It's great for kids and adults alike. It's E.T. the extra testicle. <laughs> oh no, the extraterrestrial. <laughs> I bought it recently. I agree. That's I bought good. it on DVD. We now have a copy. Um, it's not on Blu-ray, unfortunately, but I got the DVD version. Um, I still, f- it's a favorite from childhood, like The Goonies was. I could still watch it right now. Another one. Speaking of dinosaurs. Jurassic Park. Yeah, the original. I don't own yeah. it yet. I'm waiting for the Blu-ray. I nearly <laughs> bought the DVD set with all three in the other week. But I knew for a fact, the day I buy that, the Blu-ray versions will come out and I'll want those. So, you know, because yeah. they, they're, they're perfect for high definition. Yes. Um, so our recommendations Park. are The Jurassic Goonies. Jurassic Park and E.T. For the me. Goonies, Jurassic Park 1, and... Yeah, just one for me. I don't e. like 2 and 3 that much. No. Yeah, I like them. Because the Jurassic Park, and they're doing four next year, you know. Ooh. Spielberg and back Spielberg. to the original. Yeah, he's doing it. Yeah. Uh, well, no, he's not directing yeah. it, but he's he's really he's you know part of the team who are making it. It's not left to somebody else. Like it's so. I'm I'm looking forward to a new Jurassic Park. I think it's about time. Not, that three was quite a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Seems wasn't very good, was it? Three. No. Two was fine. I thought for um, a sequel. Um. I thought it was alright. It's alright. Right. Yeah. Um, but nothing beats one. No. And, and still now watching one, it's I, It's on TV it's often good. on Saturdays when I'm at work at night, and I will just, no matter what point in the movie it's on, I'll leave it on, because I just think, oh yeah, I mean, I've seen it so many times. I know, you know, the whole thing of it. I can listen to it and still see it in my mind if I'm not even looking at it, so. So, moving on to um, you, sit up, what's for supper? What's for supper? What's your favorite? Steak. Excellent. Steak so, and uh, sweet potato fries. And I hope everybody um, who's listening to the show um, put their clocks back because it's confused <laughs> me more than once it's today. It's one hour. How can it be? No, what I'm saying thing? is, that, no, because we were sat watching um, oh, yeah. Journey to the Center of the Earth and then we finished watching it and I went back to the PlayStation 3 um, dashboard and there's a clock in the right-hand corner that obviously doesn't correct itself, when there's, which... Back, back, you know, back, boggles my mind because it's connected to the internet. Why yeah. doesn't it change itself? Um, 
So that's wrong by an hour. So we were convinced that's what time it we, was. We convinced we it upstairs. was an hour later than it was. We came upstairs going, and I was saying, oh, I'm going to be playing online at 9.30, so we've got a couple of hours to do this. But really, we had three hours to right. do So, and then there was another clock I looked at, the one in the bedroom that hasn't been changed yet. No. <laughs> and I'd only look. I was sat at my computer, and it was 6.15. And from there, to I walked into the bedroom, and I went, oh, it's 7.15, I better get a move on. <laughs> I'd only just looked at so it. So I'm not, I'm not convinced it's the time that's the problem. Maybe it's just your mind. <laughs> it's just... I, it's in your mind. I like things that... I actually love devices, though, that do it themselves, like compute the computers. Because... Definitely. You know, it, it's just having to faff around going, turning, programming clocks. It just and seems... And we have, we have several. <laughs> why is it even necessary to change the clocks? I have no idea. It really isn't. I've lived with it my whole life, and I don't understand it. So, um, yeah, if you didn't... Okay, for supper, we're having steak and sweet potato fries and stuffed mushrooms. And it... And... And if you didn't change your clocks, do, go and do it yeah. now. Go and do it now, otherwise you'll be screwed for work tomorrow. Well, they might be listening to this on Thursday, <laughs> so they probably know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I was just going to mention that this week I've tried to start a new thing where... I, not new. It's not, I didn't invent it, but where I do make a drawing every day. One drawing a day. It's been three days, and I'm... I haven't got one. I've got one finished. So I'm just going to say I'm trying to be inspired to do that creative thing every day and it's hard. So if you have any, if you do that kind of thing, try to do that every day. It makes you feel good, but then I feel like a failure when I don't do it. So I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not sure which is better or worse. And uh, I'm redesigning my site still. Adding things all the time. SidTalk.com. And I think you need to remove my Halloween um, banner now. Uh, You know, today. Because I don't think Halloween exists. I think it's next year now. Mm. Um, and I also want to say hello podcast listeners let me wait till my birthday because that'll make a full day of it I want to say um, what hello podcast listeners from um, Mr. Purple Mongrel right he just he just sends me a message over um, (laughs) I've got my little laptop open and I just got a message saying hello podcast listeners how does he know I guess he knows that we're recording right now nice so uh, hello back Mr. Purple Mongrel you actually look like a NASCAR driver in that picture on your Skype message. <laughs> um, so, it used to be a Chinaman, but now it's a NASCAR driver. Oh my god. He, he will laugh at that. Oh you'll you'll just think I'm being he racialist. Might, yes, totally. <laughs> I, I, oh god. I am not in any shape or form racialist. As Ali G would say. But, um, yeah. You mean, oh my god. He's gone from Chinaman to NASCAR <laughs> driver. What did you say he looked like? Dude Which tra- in reality... Dude at a tailgate in, party. In real- yeah, dude. That's what you said. In reality, you probably have more bias against rat NASCAR drivers than you do have any <laughs> ethnicity of any kind. Okay, so that's uh, after the show, episode 42, In the Bag, as they say. In the Bag. And I, I won't be 42, but I'll be 41. You will. On Friday. Old lady. So, <laughs> let me remind you about the websites. Uh, Sintalk.com <laughs> and ascully.com. You can get this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace our RSS feed or you can go directly to ascoli.com click the word podcast and listen to the show straight from the page great you can email feedback to ascoli at ascoli.com or sidtalk at sidtalk.com you can leave feedback all over ascoli.com but if it's spam you won't nothing will happen I get so much spam on that site I only get like three or four a week I have blocked my spam filter that blocks crappy spam messages on my site was blocked 184 so far. Wow. We've only had it up a few weeks. Annoying. Assholes. But it's no skin off my nose. I just press delete and they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, Stay Classy Mr. Brendan Fraser because I think that's the classiest you've ever been Ooh, in anything nice. I've seen. 
Very nice. Not exactly classy, but you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say, think for yourself, people. You just don't want anybody else to do it for you. <laughs>